Today, I, like many, well, most people in this country, received this emergency broadcasting thing, this tone, this alarm. And it basically was provided to let you know that all was well. And it said, this is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. The purpose, the purpose is to maintain and improve alert and warning capabilities at the federal, state, local, tribal, and territorial levels, and to evaluate the nation's public alert and warning capabilities. No action is required by Uyeri ninguna acción por parte del público. Kind of just blended right into, I believe, Spanish. It's called Let's Freak Out the Public. Fear, Dread, Panic, the American Way. It's to make people say, wait a minute. What is this? What is this about? I got a call today from one of our one of our um, younger uh, friends. I'm always, for some reason, called. I'm like the 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 voice of I don't know what. I'm, and a young person said, "What do you think this means?" I said, "Well, haven't you been through this before?" He said, "No." I said, "This is to not alert you. This is to let you know we know where you are. We are in control of your phone. It's not to let you know in case there's an emergency." is to check out the system of, you know, they, they know exactly where you are. They listen to you constantly. They know your whereabouts. Your phone is a is a is an accelerometer. It's a GPS system. You know and I know precisely what it is. It's like nothing else. It is incredible. I can't believe what we're seeing. And nobody seems to know this. Nobody seems to get it. Nobody seems to recognize the fact of what precisely this is. This is a phone system. This is a phone system that tracks you. And we always want you to know we know where you are. Don't ever think you can get away from us. You're in the panopticon. You aren't going anywhere. We know where you are. And we want you to be afraid. We love for you to be afraid. We always want you to be always in the event this was a real emergency. We used to have this at the emergency broadcasting. Remember this? When we were regular, you know, uh, radios. I never understood what that thing was. In the event of a real emergency, you would have been notified where to go. It's about fear. Government loves fear. Government loves fear. Now, you might not be fearful. You might not be. But there's a part of you that says, oh, we know you're there. We're watching you. And it made me think so much. We're going to be talking about this and other things about, about fear, about connection, about big brother, and whether big brother means anything to anybody anymore. Does anybody even recognize what that even means? Do you know what big brother even means? Do you recognize this fact? It's fascinating. It's fascinating. How many of you wonderful people feel that one of the concerns that you have is a fact that you are being you are being watched and monitored, or have you just given up on that? Have you be honest with me? 
Have you just given up? Have you said, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about this because it's just too late. It's too late for me to worry about this. It's too late. How many have you you thought about this? Have you ever been sitting, listen to what I'm saying, thinking about something, thinking about somebody in particular, thinking about a place, thinking about a person, thinking about maybe a song, not saying it because we all know you're, your devices and your laptops and your phones and your iPods, they're listening to you, of course. But you're just thinking something. And all of a sudden, there it is. There it is. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever had that? Just tell me. Have you ever had a moment? Have you ever had, have you ever, ever had something that you thought show up on a search engine or or those those ads on the side, you know, you go to Drudge or you go here and they have the ads that pop up. You were just looking for something and it's an ad for something you were thinking about. Just thinking. Fox has had it. Carol's had it. How is that possible? Not some, not, not, not saying it, thinking it. Everybody here, and you're not making this up. You're not making this up. How does it know that? How? How do you think? It's got to be a connection. Paul says it happens all the time. How does it know? And how? Raven's got it. Everybody, look at this. It's 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 spooky. Can I give you a thought? Can I give you an idea? Can I give you? We're going to be talking about this today. We're also going to be talking about this. Another one of these crazy. I don't want to say. How do I say this? I don't want to say. I never use words like hot. But whenever there's somebody who acts like a damn fool, either they're drunk or crazy and some kind of public conveyance. Everybody wants to find out who they are. There was the first woman, she was in a plane who went, who had a psych, psychotic episode. And apparently they thought she was hot because they showed her pictures. You know, they're blonde. And then there's another one today who went crazy yelling at two German speaking visitors. And they have her and her picture when she's not drunk and screaming. And the question we're going to talk about is, aren't there any crazy black Folks, why don't you track them down? I love these. I love to watch sometimes just for fun meltdowns on on planes. And there's a lot of black folks, a lot of black women who go, I don't see a lot of Asians, but a lot of black ones, blacks and whites. That's about it. And I never see somebody track down who this black woman was, but I see her find out we track down who she was. She's a pharmaceutical rep. And her name is such and such. Her name is Mindy Brianna. Why are you interested only in the white folks? Don't you, aren't black crazy people interesting too? Interesting. We'll talk about also this notion of the most boring subject, how people on various news shows are trying desperately to make this whole thing sound. You can turn that off, by the way, that you don't need to, if that's too cold, you can, I don't need that, no. Sorry about that. I don't give a damn about this. Steve Scalise or Jim Jordan or uh, Matt Gates. 
McCarthy, it, it bores the hell out of me. It's just, it's, it's such a non-story. We'll talk about that. And also, I went crazy. I said, I think Matt Gates is a slimy, smarmy, squishy, weird, freaky, creepy, weird dude that I don't trust at all. And I wouldn't trust him if I were you, but he's right. And because I apparently insulted people's girlfriends, they went crazy. How dare you? Do me a favor. Shut up. He's a creepy, weird guy. Lay off the work. Who wants to be an anchor? He wants to be Max Hedrum or Ted Baxter or something. He wants to be a star. He thinks he's a star. He wants to be an anchor. That's that's his whole thing. This is a stepping stone. Smart guy. Does some good stuff. Claims to be a Republican. He's He's creepy, but he's right. Next, I saw something I haven't seen. I saw something that I'm going through my my YouTube stuff, and it said, um, uh, Newt Gingrich, Newt Gingrich, uh, his, his response to whatever it was. And he appeared on Hannity. Have you know, I haven't seen this show. Hannity, out of a, Maybe an eight minute, I don't know how long ago, five minutes was Hannity doing the introduction. He never let Newt Gingrich talk. This is a former Speaker of the House. I want to hear him talk. But Hannity wants to tell you, well, I know all this stuff. And he's reading this and he goes through the story, kind of like with Jim Jordan with the dates. And he's telling you, I know this. I know these people. I know the, I know the facts. And when he said bleach bit, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Shut up. Let new, this is your guest. What are you doing? I have, I don't know what the hell that's about, but let's go back to something right now. Let me welcome you. Please ask you to subscribe to the channel. You know the routines, my friend. We need more likes. I need likes. The likes are critical. For the love of God, we need likes. You got to like this. They gotta like this. These likes are very, very important, so they can, so we can be pushed off. We're not getting anywhere the numbers. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I saw somebody unboxing a hot iron, a hot comb. And I'm thinking, or a curling iron. I'm thinking, wow, eight hundred thousand. I wow, Jesus Christ. You don't think that maybe no. You don't think anybody maybe is because what I'm saying, I, I don't know exactly whom I hurt, but it doesn't matter. I'm controversial. So what are you going to do? So anyway, you got to like this. You got to like this. Let's go back to this thoughts. I'm going to give you an idea and I want to do a movie. And by the way, when I do a movie, when I tell you about this, I tell you in a way that sort of, well, it's a different way. It's kind of a different, it's a, it's a different means of, of telling you kind of what I want to do. But I have a movie. I'm going to put this movie together. And this movie is based upon something interesting. A while back, and this is a way to go, so just, just stick with me. A while back, there was a fellow named Philip Corso. He wrote a book called Day After Roswell. And in my book, in my movie, I should say, there is a story I want to do about aliens or aliens as a Ronald Reagan would say. And the aliens worked as follows. Works as follows. There was a story I read a while back. I don't know if it's true. I have no reason to believe it's true. But I like the idea. 
It was a nurse who years ago met one of these critters that apparently was landed or crashed or Roswell or who knows. I don't know. But it was a nurse. And one of these things was living and they wanted to make sure. Anyway, nurse walks into the room, sees this thing. And the story goes, again, apocryphal, but nonetheless, it makes me think. So the nurse walks in and she all of a sudden realizes this thing's talking to me. I've never felt this in my life. I'm, he's talking to me. He is communicating in my head. And I'm looking back at him. Him, it, whatever. And he's looking at me. And I'm thinking, we're, we're talking. But I'm not really doing sentences. It's more thoughts and ideas. I don't have to put together a, 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 a thought. I don't have to put together a sentence. How are you feeling today? I can just look at it and, and we're conveying, we're throwing ideas back and forth. And ideas transcend language. It's the intent. It's the thought. Words aren't important. Uh, eloquence. It's your ability to convey the thought. And the thought was coming back. And this nurse said, I couldn't believe it. I knew it was like somebody opened up a part of my brain that I never knew worked, that I could hear a frequency I never knew was there. Now, later on, DARPA. In my movie, I'm going to show, like others have suggested, that we have reverse engineered a lot of these critters and the like. And we've done very, 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 very quietly. In my movie, we're going to have people who have top, 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 not even top secret clearances, but Umbra, Zebra, Ultra clearances that maybe three people have. Maybe three, four people. Tops. They're the only ones who know this on the planet. And it's not the government. It might be private industry. I don't know who it is, but it's somebody. And it's not what you think. The president doesn't know. The scientists, academicians, nobody knows this. Maybe three people, maybe four people. And the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say that we were able to reverse engineer, and it was suggested that, again, others have, I don't know if it's true or not, that the transistor, night vision goggles, night vision uh, lenses, um, uh, by, uh, uh, fiber optics, things like that were, were retro-engineered from these particular things. Okay, okay. Now, now. What's interesting to note is that from this, this notion of thinking, a while back DARPA did this thing where they took, put a piece of tape. It looked like a piece of tape right around here in this point of view. And they said that when you are thinking, you, you perform micro vocalizations. You actually will utter, you will say little words, little phrases. You don't even know you are. And this tape picks it up. Now, I don't know what, for example, deaf people or mute or people who've never been able to speak. I don't know how that would work, but it's not my idea. And then there was these things recently in the show. Did you ever see this fellow? He has a prosthetic arm and he puts it on a, on a table. It's not connected and he's looking at it and it's going like this by virtue of what he's thinking. Did you see that? Is that amazing or what? Now, there's another theory. It's been suggested. Again, this is just a movie. Just a movie. Uh, I think that 
uh, Bob Lazar, others may have said this, may have said this. Oh, look, it's Sal Manella, ladies and gentlemen. Sal says, Sean Hannity has diarrhea of the mouth, succeeding in being both interviewer and interviewee. And holding out the pen to look scholarly is so hacky, yet Fox and CNN will remain as government networks. That could very well be. Listen, we all have our styles. We all have our styles. I just couldn't believe. And I'm sorry, this may be really smart, but that, oh, oh, I, I can't do it. I can't hear. It's like, file down the appliance. But thank you very much, Sal. This is for you. Now, years ago, it was suggested, Sal, that in one of these little spacecraft, the people would sit in there, little tiny people, and they would have a suit, a suit that would basically act like a, like a, a, a more, more of just a suit, but more of like a, it helped conduct, which I'll explain. They had little mouths, so they did because they didn't speak. Speaking was considered unnecessary. They didn't speak. That's why they did telepathy. They didn't have mouths because their food source. They didn't chew and eat. It was they. It was more like photosynthesis. That's kind of basically how they powered themselves. It wasn't really eating and digestion and all that kind of stuff. But when they sat in this vehicle, they put this band on or something around his head. They put their hand in this well, this little recessed area to where their hands could fit. And they became part of the circuitry of this thing. And it's own inertial field so they could fly and take a hard right. And they were the machine. They thought, I want to go here. I want to go there. That's what I want to do. Again, the brain, the brain, the brain, telemetry, psychometry, uh, telepathy. Now, if it's possible, in my my video, my movie, by the way, we would have learned this years ago. And we're seeing this now. And that by virtue of the, in my book, in my book, in my, my I keep saying my book, in my movie, There was a technology that nobody knows about that is made. It's in every device and nobody knows. The people who put it together just put this device in there. Just put this in. What is it? It doesn't matter. Just put part number 15, put it in there. And it is able to draw. It makes a connection by virtue of all your biometrics and eyes and scans and fingerprints and everything. It becomes, in essence, a part of you. And you two merge. And you're together in this thing. Far-fetched? Impossible? Far-fetched where this machine, this machine that you have, this this phone or whatever it is, this is somehow that it can't be connected to your head, your brain. No, I don't know. Now, just a thought. Nobody will be able to talk about this because, as you know, in our country, we are told that any kind of talk about this is considered stupid. It's considered dumb. It's considered lunatic. We don't talk about this, okay? We don't talk about this. Let me stop for a second, dear friends. Let me stop just for one one second. Remind you about our great friends, our dear friends at My Patriot Supply. Oh, my God. You can right now take 25% 
off a three-month emergency food kit order right now. Do yourself a favor. Sometime look at food emergency. Look at the pro. Look at the winter that they are predicting with El Nino and all this stuff. Look at look at what is happening. Look at what is happening, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Look at what's happening. Look at what they're predicting. You're not you're not going to believe what you see. You're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. This is what's going on. This this is the. Now let me say something to you. I'm going to pick this very very quick. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be weather or unrest or government. I have no idea. But I'm telling you right now that there's going to come a time when you are going to need emergency food and you will drop to your knees and thank God that you went to preparewithlionel.com and started off with your 25% deal off a three-month emergency food kit. That's it. It's that simple. If I have to, at this point, at this point of what we're doing, if I have to explain to you the benefits, the benefits, the the necessity of emergency food, <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing something wrong. You're smart. You understand it. You know exactly what to do. Preparewithlionel.com. Go now and be wise. Remember when they used to think that all these folks thought, that's, you're so crazy. Did you ever hear that? Did people tell you that? I, I used to get me say, you think I'm crazy? I'm the sanest person there is. Oh no, you know, you're 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 into this weird stuff. You you know, you always think that the government is what? What about the government? What about the government? Well, you know, you're you're you know, you always think that you what? Because I'm sure you get this all the time too. You get this stuff. It's the most incredible thing in the world. I saw a show the other day. It was on a show with, it's called Redacted. It was very good, very interesting. And the one that I was on uh, will be um, airing, I believe, fairly soon. It was very good, by the way. I really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, I wanted to make you aware of this. Yes, Redacted. Yes, Natalie Morris. And her husband, Clayton, is very, very good. Anyway, make a long story short. I was doing this, and uh, lo and behold, there is this wonderful thing I did. And he's talking about, of all things, Building 7. He's talking, I'm thinking to myself, oh my God. They're actually talking about this. They're, they're actually, they're discussing this. And, and it's wise, and it makes sense. I mean, I don't know the reason why anybody would not want to discuss Building seven is the most fascinating subject there is. And nobody knows anything about it. Nobody knows anything about it. Nothing. You got that? I'm sorry, I missed this one. Our good friend, our good friend John McGuire couldn't get hired, said mind melding, not far-fetched, but this type of communication is meant for people of much greater understanding and empathy. If introduced now, you would see mass killing and suicide. Why? I have a different theory on that one. And by the way, John, thank you so much for that. I think that people are too lazy for this. Too lazy. Too, too, too lazy to involve themselves in mass killing and the like. I, 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 I just do. I don't think people care about anything one way or the other. Now, let me give you this other story. Drunk woman, 30, 
who told German tourists to get the F out of my country as they sat on a New York City train, is revealed to be big pharma recruiter living it up on Manhattan's Upper East Side. And there's this big picture, train Karen unmasked. Now, again, she's this blonde, uh, this drunk woman who hurled xenophobic abuse at a group of German tourists on a New York train has been revealed as a high-flying recruitment specialist in Manhattan. Brianna Pinnix, 30 years old from New York, works as a senior talent acquisition specialist at Capital Rx, specializing in technology recruiting, according to her now-deleted LinkedIn page. Now, you know she is going to be fired immediately. She's going to be fired She's going to be tossed into the ash heap of whatever. And you can see this for yourself. She will come out with something. She will say, I'm sorry. She was at least drunk. Other people are just, I don't mean. It was embarrassing. It was weird. Especially if you've lived in New York and you hear languages all the time. I mean, you just, that's, that's, it means, it means nothing. It means, not anyway. But the reason why I think they're doing it is that somebody obviously is saying, well, we think she's a looker or something, just by virtue of the way this story is. And of course, if you're a black woman who's just as crazy, nobody tracks you down and finds out where, where do you work? I don't know why. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe this is reverse racism. I have no idea. Now, here's the story. I understand that the, the company is going to say, let's fire her. We don't need this. Because if we keep her on, we don't need the negative. We're big pharma. We got enough problems as it is. Get rid of her. But isn't there something wrong with you? This is what does she have to get fired for? Because she acts like a damn fool in public. It has nothing to do with her job. Don't you feel the same way? I think this woman's an idiot. I don't like her. I, I think it's boorish. It's stupid. I don't like. I, I, I what, what I feel about somebody has nothing to do with my thoughts as to their ultimate disposition. Like Matt Gates, I can't stand Matt Gates. But he's right in this case. Yes or no? Do you think you should fire somebody? A damn fool. If she came up and said, hey, listen, I got loaded. I don't know what the hell I was doing. You ever been loaded? Yeah. I looked at these two German people and I apologize. It was the most stupid thing I've ever done. But it has nothing to do with my job. I do a good job or whatever it is. And I learn from it. And maybe I've got a problem. Maybe I've got a drinking problem. I'll look into it. But don't fire me. Am I the only one who thinks this? Am I the only one who thinks this? Wouldn't you love for somebody to say, I'm not going to fire her? Why? Because this has nothing to do with her job. Now, if she did it on her own time, I'd say she'd be fired. You can't go up to somebody in the cafeteria or whatever. But she's on her own time. What different? What jurisdiction do we have? Somebody's got to stand up and say, listen, what you do on your own time is your business. Now, there are some times when I think it makes, you know, if you kill somebody, I think that's a problem. Um... I don't understand. Why is it that she has to be fired? John McGuire couldn't get hired. says, as someone who has hired and fired thousands, the answer the answer on if you fire someone is 100% based on their value to the company. Absolutely. The lovely and talented, the erudite, the enigmatic, the ineffable, the inimitable Eric Thaddeus Walter says, your scrolling Chiron regarding Super Chaz is brilliant. I'm that guy that reads prescription labels. I have no life. <laughs> I 
update from things. Roman Vatican via email coming soon. Love to you and Mrs. L. Love you as well. You were with us from the beginning. Old ETW as we call them. I I love minutia. I I like you know basic stuff. But I have this very simple thing. It's about jurisdiction. What does this have to do with your job? It's this thing called relevance. And in the world of relevance, you got to ask yourself the question, why is this relevant? May I explain this to you? Relevancy. When you say something is irrelevant. Objection, Your Honor, irrelevant. What does that mean? Well, it means this. Relevancy is something which has the tendency and logic to prove or disprove a material issue in fact. Wait a minute, what? What the hell does that mean? It has the tendency and logic to prove or disprove a material issue in fact. Okay. Question. How much do you weigh? Objection irrelevant. Why is that? It, what, what, what issue is material? Material means it has a bearing on the case. Why is weight irrelevant? Why is weight relevant? Why? Because this particular case deals with his violating a weight limit. You got to weigh at least this much to get on a ride. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Now, now the question is, ask him how much you weigh. Does that have the tendency and logic to prove or disprove a material issue? In fact, yes, that's relevant. That's what relevant is. It has to do with basically dealing with what you're talking about. How is it that this woman's, I don't understand it. See, I have this rule that says, I mean, I mean, hard and fast, that has nothing to do with it. I don't care what you do. I don't care. Years ago, when people were, you probably don't know this, but when people were talking about, well, so-and-so, uh, this, this is, is kind of rare, but sometimes Christian schools would fire a teacher for being gay. Okay, they're Christian. They can kind of get away with it. Does it matter whether a person, a teacher is gay? No. Let me ask you a question. Years ago, there were these people. It was at the channel something or other. Rudy Giuliani was mayor. It was a 4th of July or something. It was something called a channel something. And there were these fire department, fire department, firemen, firefighters, who appeared in blackface on a float. They had nothing that said FDNY, New York's bravest. They didn't identify them. You couldn't even tell who they were. But they were in blackface. And they fired them. Or they wanted to fire them. And I was on WABC at the time. And I'm saying, why fire them? First of all, it's their own business, number one. If they have blackface, so what? I mean... I, I wouldn't do it, but so what? What do you mean, so what? So what? <laughs> Why do you have to? And look at me like, you have to fire somebody who's in blackface. No, you don't. Why? Not only that, they didn't, it's, it's on their own time, granted. They never identified themselves. I don't know who it is. No. Do you know there was a case 
What was it called? It was Scottsboro Boys. I never forget this. Mrs. Allen and I went to see this. It was on Broadway. Scottsboro Boys. It was about uh, actual minstrel shows that had black people in minstrel. It was about Scottsboro Boys, but there was a there, but there were minstrel artists who sometimes would have cork. I mean, it was weird the whole the whole thing. But they were black actors and performers. In this period piece about Scottsboro Boys. Outside, there were people, when they opened up the doors, there were people protesting. And the, the actors went out and said, hey, we're black. Have you seen the movie? No. And I said, even if you were white, if you have a, a minstrel show, so what? Now, jump to today. Gay. Okay. Uh, uh, drag shows. Drag queen. What's the difference? Well, that way. What do you mean, what's the difference? I don't care if people go to have drag shows. I don't care about that. It's kids. I don't think there should be blackface at schools either. They don't understand that. Kids may not understand. It's like, are you making fun of them? Do they understand historical piece? No. But there's nothing wrong with blackface or drag queen or any other kind of theater there is. Sorry. It's it's not my cup of tea. So what? You have the right to do this. So what? Say it. Go ahead. What is this? No, you can't. Why not? Because you can't. But why? I don't know why. Because I'm surprised. Because because you're a, a lemming. You just repeat. Go ahead. I don't understand any of this. I live in a country and I believe in this, at least the spirit of this wonderful concept called the Constitution. And even though it's, this is the, the, the First Amendment being violated by the government, so what? I don't understand this. John McGuire says, if you fire someone for wearing blackface outside of the office, you would at the minimum be hit by the Department of Labor for wages past and future plus LD, uh, legal damages, I guess. I, Michael says Archie Bunker would be canceled today. Absolutely. I don't understand. I don't understand any of this. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't get a kick out of champagne. I, I don't understand what this is. So here's my story. I would love to be the first one that says, you do know, uh, Brianna, whatever your name is, this is not good for the company. But you do a good job. You never show up to work drunk here. You're not yelling at anybody. So what? Let me ask you a question. If this were the other way around, let's assume, you know what I'm going to do, Brianna was black versus white. And a black woman who worked for this pharmaceutical company decided that she was, uh, she didn't like um, whatever it was, uh, uh, people. And this black person yelled up at the, Am I, you, you, do, do you think I'm going to be as fast today to fire the black person? Come on. 
We don't have, we have double, triple standards. You know, and I know it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. I don't get it. Here's another one for you. This is one of my favorite stories. I couldn't believe this one. What was his name? There was a, there was a, I just thought of it. Uh, He was, this was a, ah, yes. This was a guy, this was a New York, there was a a fired prison guard. This was a long time ago. There was a prison guard, and they found out, maybe that's not, his name was Dennis, or what was his name? This, the, uh, anyway. It was the state, it was the state attorney general. There was a prison guard, and the prison guard, oh, look at this. John McGuire says liquidated damages, which is three times the value of the awarded amount. Wow, that's that's trouble damages. Liquidated damages are damages you're able to to determine ahead of time. That is not considered as a penalty. But liquidated damages are that which we already agree ahead of time. Should you violate it, you're entitled to this. And then trouble time trouble is multiplying it by three. Silver Fox says, what if they commit a crime? Depends on the crime. Yes? Yeah, of course. Think about a crime. But here's the story. Listen to this. Thank you, Fox and John. <laughs> there was a prison guard who they, he, he, he I forgot, I'm upstate somewhere. And at his home, he had a, a swastika. A swastika. At his home, like on the porch, kind of not uh, out. He, he had no disciplinary rules, never brought his, his, way of thinking to the prison. Didn't have any tattoos or any swastikas or anything like that. And they fired him. And I asked a question. What does what was his name? His name was Dennis Vaco. Dennis Vaco. And I we interviewed him at the time. I said, what does this have to do with his ability to serve as a prison guard? What does this have to do with it? It's that simple. So what? So what? See, this is this is my thing. I am an absolute stickler when it comes to this stuff. The same thing when I talk about now about these lawyers, the lawyers who bring charges on behalf of President Trump or anybody else, they're being now fined because they're repeating allegations. The 65 Project, they're saying, how dare you do this? Go ahead and do it. This is a free country. You're a lawyer. Ask any questions you want. So what? Let me, let me tell you something. We, we have to go back all the time and remind you about the First Amendment. That life is tough. It is weird. It is strange. Mrs. L was talking about CSAM, child sexual abuse material. Do you know why that's against the law? Because that is a crime scene. This is a picture of a crime. It's crime being committed, you're memorializing it. And every time you send it out, the child is re-victimized. It's not the art, it's what it is. This is this is an evidence. You basically memorialize the crime. Here's one for you. Deep fakes. Is a deep fake, can you be subject to, what, libel? But that's not real. Yeah, but it looks real. Is that libel by, 
what by you haven't you haven't seen yet what's going to happen regarding deepfakes and AI. You haven't seen this yet. Believe me when I tell you this. This one is absolutely going to change everything. Now, let's go back to this question. How many of you are so bored regarding this McCarthy story? How many of you feel that most of the news is trying desperately to act like they care about Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates and this is terrible what you've done? How many do you find yourself in a position where this is the most god-awful, the most boring stuff available? Because of the fact that they feel like, well, we've got to talk about this. I watched, I tried to watch, uh, is it the rising and then breaking point? And it's like, I got so bored. Big deal. Now, interesting story. I do, you know, the story regarding um, this new pro tem, the speaker of the house, pro tem McHenry, who basically told uh, what's your name? Pelosi, get out. Steny Hoyer, get out of your special. These cubby, these really nice, get out of there. When she was leaving, on her way out, it is suspected that Nancy Pelosi changed the rules. If In order for you to ask for, for the speaker to be removed, you need a majority. Now it's just one person. And they said, you know what? You we 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 think you did this on purpose. We're gonna teach you a lesson. We want you to get out of here. She says, Well, you know, I I extended a courtesy to Dennis Haster, that perv. Uh I don't care. Get out. Now is it is is it feel good? Yes. What is the one thing that, that uh, Nancy Pelosi did that you will never forget? Name the one thing that you, she did that you will never forget. That is unforgivable. What was it? What's the one thing that she did? Think back. Let's see who gets the answer first. Let's see it. The one thing that she did. Think back. You're going to get this one right. I like the way you all are chatting to each other. So sweet. Tore up the paper. Thank you. Ripped up the speech. Thank you. Michael got it first. Ripped up. Remember that she had a copy of Trump's speech? I'll never forget that. Let me see if I can explain this to you. And I'm going to try to not use the word hate. Hate is a bad word. I don't think it's a bad word. I like the word hate. I hate things. I hate, I don't, I hate the taste of coconut. I hate it. I like the smell of it, but not the taste of it. I hate that. I hate it. It makes me sick as a crayon shavings. I hate it. I hate certain things. I despise phonies and I despise weird people and I despise, I don't know who I despise. Nancy Pelosi, who is so corrupt legally, part of that California mafia, who basically sat back and sold this country down the river, and AOC. AOC does something to me that I... When I see that Elon Omar, when she would have that basically that grinning fool thing, I don't see her anymore. Elon Omar, Ayanna Presley, uh, Rashida Tlaib, the squad, I don't know where they are. This Jadrul, Jamal Bowman, 
who has EDD after his name on, on his on his plaque on his door plaque he has Jamal Bowen, comma ED doctor of education you know I'm not going to put JD next to it or MD he had to show like I'm oh, I got a doctor just like Dr. Jill Jill Biden who are these people they're morons Jadrules, Chidrula, they're 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 just they're dimwits. I, I I just I I and what Matt Gates and Matt Gates, one of these days, I don't know what it's gonna be, but one of these days you're gonna say, I knew it, I knew it. He is so smarmy. Matt Gates is the who was the guy who with with the flatulence? What is his name? Remember the Democrat? What's his name? Ah, Swalwell. Eric Swalwell. Remember this one? Matt Gates is the Swalwell. Sal Manella writes, a prominent dean of a Southern Mount Seminary would wear bow ties with a Confederate pattern. But we are walking on eggshells now. Amazon won't sell Stars and Bars products. We need to flout woke orthodoxies. You see, this is the part. This is the part which is so important. And I agree, Sal. How are we? I'm I'm sorry. Maybe maybe it's me, but I'm trying to find somebody to do something where I'm going to say you 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 cannot do this. I don't want you. I'm not going to allow you to wear this thing or or to be this. Thing. I'm not going to allow you to do this. Do you hear what I'm saying? I, I I I can't I can't imagine that happening. Does that make sense to you? I can't imagine that happening. Or I'm gonna say, no, you can't wear that. No. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. You can't wear that. You can't do that. You can't sing that. You can't say that. I'm gonna tell you one thing. You're gonna love this one. And this may surprise you. A while back, years ago, there was a group called NAMBLA. I don't even know if they exist. I never understood they even existed. And it was a group, National Association Association, Man-Boy Love Association. And it was a group that advocated the the removal or the changing or whatever of, of consent laws between men and boys or whatever it was. Disgusting. And they wanted to ban this. And I said, no, minute. are they doing this or are they advocating that? Is it advocacy or if they do it? If you're touching a child, I don't care. You're, this is not about speech. But are you advocating it? Is that it? Yes. So it's an advocacy group like normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. It was an advocacy laws that wanted to ban, you know, prohibition. I know that's different. And I said, no, you can't tell somebody that they can't think something. You can't do that. No matter how horrible it is. You can't tell somebody you can't think that. Sorry. Huh? It's disgusting. Of course it is. Give me an example. This is called missing the point. I have a friend of mine. He's a doctor. And he said, you know, we older people have to recognize the fact that we have to be very careful of this thing called shingles. Herpes, disaster, whatever. Uh, Herpes. 
shingles. Terrible. It's terrible. I said, you're right about that. Neuropathy is terrible. And then he said, you know, they have these vaccines for her, uh, for uh, shingles. And I said, well, I want to read a little bit more about that. He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you hear what I said? I said, no, no. The issue is not, is shingles a bad thing? The question is, is the vaccine? I, I want to read about this. It's not mandatory yet as far as I know. I want to read about it. The two, the two issues are, have nothing to do with each other. You see what I'm saying? The two issues have nothing to do with each other. The two issues have nothing to do with each other. Hello? I don't understand it. So advocacy of something is another. Let me ask you this. Here's the question. Let's assume you live in a town and there's a portrait there. There's a, there's a, a statue of Stonewall Jackson. And there's a vote where you're asked to remove that because a, a significant, whatever this is, 51% of either the, the uh, citizens or voters, whatever. Anyway, black, white, or different, they want it down. Do people who find this offensive have a say? Yes or no? Do people who find Stonewall Jackson and references to Confederate generals, do they have a say? Yes or no? Anybody? Do you accommodate? Do you say, well, do you have a problem with that? Do people who find it offensive, this is a very serious question, do they have, they have no say? So weird matter says, no, I don't know. They have no say. Sorry. Okay. There's this, there's a statue of Mao. Do you have the right to say, hey, take that down. A statue of Jane Fonda, a statue of Sacco and Vanzetti, a Sacco, a statue of, uh, of Emma Goldman, the, the anarchist, who might have been responsible for McKinley's assassination. Anyway, I don't want to bring up that German dude with the Charlie Chaplin mustache because of the, you know, the algorithm. But what if there's a picture of that? Oh, that's ridiculous. But wait a minute. What if somebody says, I want that statue to remind people never to do that again. Wait a minute, you have a statue of him? Yes, that statue is not to honor him but to remind people. Looks like a statue to me. Oh, it's a statue. But my intention, no. He, that, that's a good looking statue. Well, I, I don't know what you want a Picasso version of it. Here's my question. When is something offensive and when does it being offensive matter? And if I put something up and said, this happened in history. This happened in history. Have you ever been to Williamsburg, whatever, and they have these slave houses? You ever seen that? Why is that okay? Oh, it's different because we're showing it. No, I think you're exalting. You're basically paying homage in a negative way to, 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 to slavery. No, we're not doing that. We're not lauding slavery. We're showing you how terrible it was. Well, I don't think so. Take that down. What? Take that down. What? I find it offensive. Don't I win? Why don't I win? How about 51% of us say, take those down, demolish those? Wait a minute, that's historical. Historical? Uh-uh. No way. It's ridiculous. Some will say, it's just, I mean, do you see where we're going with this stuff? It's nuts. I don't understand. We should live our life like a candle in the wind. Okay, next. We have to talk about Trump. Have you seen how he's holding up? Isn't it something how he does this? 
He's just happy. They're having the, this judge. I mean, he's saying, wrap it up. Wrap. I don't understand this. The man's business life is on. I mean, the, the judge basically said, look, I'm going to find you. I've already found you guilty. We're just going through this for the motion. But isn't it amazing? I don't think people really understand gag order and this horrible treatment. I, I When I saw that judge basically laugh at the notion that when, when I saw the cameras, I thought, this is, this is unconscionable. This is unconscionable. And he's going to be the, he's going to be the nominee. And as I said this morning, there are people who repeat this, this idea that Donald Trump is going to have his, his vote cut into by Bobby Kennedy Jr. Because Bobby Kennedy Jr. is going to draw from the Trump voters and not from the Democratic voters. I can't believe what's going on here. I can't believe what's going on here. And by the way, I can't... One thing about this judge, I'm not there. I've never seen him before. Uh, you know, you catch somebody in a wrong... Remember Judge Ito? Judge Ito was the worst because Judge Ito let every... Judge Ito had no... He had no control of anything. Nothing. Remember that, Judge Ito? Remember that? John McGuire couldn't get higher says, for a man like Trump, his business is basically his child. How he is not... <laughs> I'm not going to read that, but thank you. Uh, you're right about this. How he has not... Um, been more demonstrative in his disgust. I have no idea how how he maintains this. How he gets up in the morning, has to get ready, go down there, sit through this nonsense, this garbage. He's seventy seven years old. Has he aged at all to you? I mean, I see when I see a difference, it's not an age difference. It's like, oh, it's you know different. Has he has he aged at all? I mean, do you see anything? I mean, granted, he uses, you know, color, but but I don't, I mean, he he just, he is so resilient. He is so absolutely resilient. Anyway, so aside from that, he's still doing this thing. Bobby Kennedy's still playing on. And tomorrow, I think we're going to stop talking about Matt Gates. And I'm going to say one more thing about Matt Gates. Matt Gates is doing this because Matt Gates wants to be a star. And it just so happens, I agree with this. And here's something else. Nobody is talking about the real problem with the story, with, with what's going on, and that's the Ukraine money. That's what nobody wants to talk about. They're not talking about Ukraine. Where the money's going, how it, how Americans don't want war in Ukraine. We don't want it. It's not my flags, not my problems, not my area. I have no interest in this whatsoever. I don't have an interest in, in much of anything, for that matter. Nothing. Nothing. But nobody's going to talk about that. So, my friends, I ask you to please maintain your sense of, of, of sanity, if that's even possible. I don't know how you do it. Let me also say, speaking of sanity, which is, one of the, which is a wonderful term, I want to say, speaking of another insane in the membrane uh, treatment, and that's, of course, his horrible treatment of regarding our great friends at MyPillow. Now, let me tell you something. MyPillow.com. Now that it's getting cooler, well, it was warm today, but 
as you open the windows and you become ensconced in your percales, you are going to be so happy. You took advantage of this high quality, luxurious, these wonderful, the Giza sheets, the slippers, the pillows themselves. This is their entire focus. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel, and receive a free gift. A free gift, I say. Not a gift you're going to pay for. And support a great company, a great folk, a great culture, a great American institution, but great products. You're not doing this out of charity. This is the best product there is. MyPillow.com, promo code Lionel. And tell them Lionel sent you, okay? All right. Now, a couple of things here. Let me see. Oh, yes. So, first of all, John McGuire, we thank you. Sal Monella, thank you. Silver Fox, again. Eric Thaddeus Walters, bless your heart. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I hope tomorrow we can talk about something other than this stupid Matt Gates stuff. It is the most boring. It is the most un- unconsequential nonsense. It doesn't matter. And it's another example of people pretending that they care about it. Pretending they feel like we have to do something. We have to do something about this. We have to talk about it. Nobody cares about this. You can go to Times Square right now with me. And I promise you, nobody knows anything about this. They know nothing about any of this nonsense. You got it? Period. All right, dear friends. Everybody have a wonderful... Oh, 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 before I forget. Before I forget. Mrs. L has a brand new podcast slash slash uh, video on her Lynn's Warriors YouTube. Let me let me give you this right now. This is so terrific. Wait a minute, where is this? Hang on a minute. Hang on. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. Listen to what I'm saying. Where is it? Ah, here we go. Here we go. There we go. Right here. This is it. I should be able to find that a little bit quicker. Um, please go and sign up immediately for her video. She did one today on basically slavery, American slavery of children here. American slavery here. It's, it's still people that, no, I can't. Yes, here. So please go, sign up, subscribe. She is absolutely Mark Backus, you were the show, and you're the reason God made Oklahoma. All right, dear friends, have a great and a glorious day. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for your cordiality. Thank you for your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Until tomorrow at 8 a.m., remember, 8 a.m. Eastern time, remember, these final words, this sayonara, this adios. The monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue ya. Da-da.